Welcome back, everybody, to Chris and Harry Unplugged. This is episode nine. I'm Harry. That's Chris. Um, and man, folks, what a mess. What a mess last week. And what we're specifically referring to is the Republican presidential debate. Um, if you had the unfortunate experience of watching it on TV or, or seeing clips on social media, first off, we're sorry. Uh, awful experience, but uh, uh, just a mess overall. Yeah, yeah. I think the plan for today is to do kind of like a deep dive into the first GOP debate. Uh, we'll talk. We'll, we'll we'll kind of deep dive on the issues like abortion, climate change. Talk about the specific candidates: Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, etc. Um, and for for the first week in a while, we'll hop off the Trump train. Uh, we know he got his mugshot this week in Fulton County. Here in Fulton County. Uh, so you can go check that out. It's a very beautiful, beautiful scene. But I think we, uh, we, we, we're kind of all under the impression that we have a little bit of orange overload. So let's take a look at the GOP as a whole and kind of and dive deep. Uh, and I think to start it off, a good way to start it off is we have, we have a, a, a compilation of clips cut together of the GOP debate. It's like, I don't know how long, it's like 60 seconds to kind of just give you a general idea of how this debate was. And then we'll, we'll actually go issue by issue. So let's uh let's let's take a listen harry if you want to go ahead and pull it up and um let's do it man if you're if you're listening yeah. instead of watching on youtube that's totally okay you can you can you'll get the sense trust me trust me this will be good let's just let's yeah let's watch this real quick drill frack burn coal the climate change oh, agenda whoa, 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 whoa. is a hoax i would get rid of the department of education let's shut down the head of the snake the department of education i'll also shut down the federal department of education break the backs of the teachers unions and the teachers unions at the local level we need education in this country not indoctrination oh my so, god so, wasn't that wasn't that so, something right so there we go so i don't know if you if you uh if, I don't know. It kind of cut off that first little part for me, but yeah, he said, uh, uh, "Drill, frack, and burn coal." That's quality. So that's your that's your general idea right there of of the Republican debate. They all attacked each other um, relentlessly. They they you know Ron DeSantis kind of tried to use as many buzzwords as he can, like indoctrination, shut down every three letter agency, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even get to touch on the fact that they all argued practically about who was more pro-life. So, oh man! It, I yeah. mean, it was yeah, it was it was an interesting experience. Harry and I watched it together live. Um, and I mean, yeah, Trump did his thing with with Tucker Carlson um, on um, on Twitter. Uh, I would not watch it. I would actually I didn't. rather. No, you know what's funny, Harry? I watched it today before the podcast. I didn't even tell you this. I watched it forty-five minutes. And I was actually under the impression I haven't listened to like Trump speak start to finish like that in a while. I'm actually w super convinced that the whole like Joe Biden is in like incompetent and can't speak. Bro, you should watch the Tucker Carlson debate. It's actually like he he's like uncomprehendable. Like Tucker will ask a question and Trump like can't answer because he's so like anyways. We're not talking about Trump, remember? That's, that's, <laughs> I was just actually that's, thinking that. Right, that's exactly what I'm talking about. But anyways, so which issue do you want to dive into first on this? You know, I think um, I think we're going to go to climate change first because it was one of the opening ones in the debate. And just for some context here, we don't have the clip here of this, um, but at the debate when, we were t when they began to talk about climate, the funny thing is is that they had someone, a young, a young person, a Gen Zer, I, I believe, ask a question they they had a pre-recorded question they asked the debate uh, all the candidates and 
all of them instead of you know the question was something around the lines of you know what are we going to do about climate change and what are we going to do to convince people that we actually do care about this issue we actually do care about our environment and instead of addressing that question and answering answering like yeah like you know we have this policy with this plan all of them were like trying to see who could be the craziest on this issue and be the most climate denying person they were all yeah. you know trying to see who can deny it the most basically right exactly it's act exactly and like I talked to Harry about this, just referencing, like, um, the fact that the question was asked by a young person. Like, not one time did they mention Gen Z or what they could do for our generation. Really, the only thing they've mentioned about us is that they don't want us to vote. Um, so it's just, like, clear to, like, us, like, as a as – a, regardless of the podcast, regardless of, like, what I do on social media, regardless of, like, all that, just as, like, a, just as, like a, a, a kid walking around, like, I look at this and I talk to friends and it's just, like – like they're not speaking to us at all you know what i mean mm. it's 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 crazy um yeah no yeah. it's it's really bad um and i just thought that was such an ironic moment because you know we talk a lot we're gonna play the clip i'm sorry we're like kind of talking but um I, you know chris and i talk a lot both privately and publicly about you know gen z and how you know gen z's voting blue and these are the reasons why and you know republicans are always like no 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 gen z actually you know, listens to the Republican Party. The Republicans listen to Gen Z as well, and that was a perfect representation of the Republican Party just totally disregarding Gen Z and everything we care about. They're, they, you know, a very reasonable question, and they're just like, no, I, you know, they answered the question they want to answer, not the one that was asked. Right. Um, and they were like, you know, the question they wanted to answer was who denies climate change the most. So anyway, we have a clip here uh, from Vivek Ramaswamy, who's you know polling second or third depending on the uh, poll you're looking at, um, and. We're playing his his perspective because it was the most outrageous, but also pretty representative of the entire Republican field, you know. Um, so let's have a look here and see what Vivek yeah. had to say about yeah, climate let's change. Take a look. It was a hand raise for him, and it's um, my hands are in my pockets. No, 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 I didn't raise, raise, raise a hand. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change oh, agenda whoa, 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 whoa. is a That's hoax. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. The climate change agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. And the reality is the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality is more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual climate change. Governor, Governor Haley, are you bought and paid for? Is down by hold on, hold on. I mean, what the? So, what so first of all, the second part is just so unbelievably not true, right? <laughs> yeah. So many more people are dying of actual climate change issues, which people don't realize isn't, you know, especially this summer, like, you know, uh, I'm in Georgia, right? So, like, we've had, to even uh, today and yesterday, we had excessive heat warnings, our our our, our temperatures were in, you know the 110 degrees and that's what that's what people think of as climate change but that's not like there's a lot of people actually passing from um different things relating to this issue whether it's water or air um whether it's you know instantaneous something you can feel or whether it's over years and years and years but first of all yeah second part's just not true um and you know what that clip reminded me of? It reminded me a lot, and this is why, you know, I think people don't really agree with me on this, but that guy, Vivek, I think he's um I think he's dangerous. I think Vivek is dangerous, and I think a lot of people are like counting him out as like uh, you know, he's pulling second, he's pulling third. You know, yeah, he's surging, he's got a little social media campaign going on and people are like I talk to them about him and people don't really seem to think that he's like um got a chance but that guy's that guy's that guy's scary 
That guy's scary to me. Yeah, I think Vivek is an interesting candidate. Um, he he's a little he's a little scary, um, just because a lot of Republicans are falling for his BS, and he's very far right. So actually, on the debate stage, interestingly, I thought he was the most far right candidate in oh, terms yeah. of what he said than anybody. And DeSantis is on that stage, right? Yeah, right. So I think I think Vivek is dangerous in his own way. Um, kind of in an underappreciated way, as you said, like you know, people we know how DeSantis, how dangerous DeSantis is, how dangerous Trump is, but Vivek has never led; he's never yeah. been a legislator, so we don't know how he would approach that. Right, and I think like what's kind of scares me about it, and like because I get like flashbacks, like this is what I was trying to, and I haven't really talked to you about this, but like Vivek specifically, I get crazy flashbacks to like 2016 Trump on the debate stage, where everybody's kind of like, this guy has no place in politics, no one really knows. And like he's just saying like the most outrageous things and people are kind of just counting him out, counting him out. But there's a section of the Republican base that's like, you know, being ignited by this like far right, um, just kind of like extreme policy. Um, and it, 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 it's very like it, it, it is similar to that, in my opinion, but in like a more extreme way. It's almost like he's taking that Trump base and then making it more extreme extreme. And I think that scares me. And I think in that clip. I don't know if anyone remembers this. This is like there's a clip of Donald Trump and maybe if I'm editing, maybe I'll pull it up if I can find it. But there's a clip of Donald Trump, in my opinion, when he won the 2016 election and it's him sitting on the Republican debate stage, you know, before he's even nominated. And he says something very similar to Vivek. And it's it's and in that moment is truly when I believe he won the election. They're asking some question that everyone's agreeing on except Trump. And Trump, you know, responds to whatever question it is, and they boo him. Like, the whole crowd boos him hard, just like they did Vivek. And Donald Trump steps back, and he says, the thing is, the RNC told me that everybody on these front row, in this front row, and back there, all of these are special interests and donors. That's why they're booing me. And then he steps back again, and he just shuts everybody up, and he says, you know— I don't want your money. I don't need your money. And I'm the only one not bought out by special interests. And that's what I can say what I can say. And in that moment, it was so powerful to a lot of these like anti-establishment Republicans who just feel like they need a non-politician. Um, and it, that was like a very encapsulating moment for Trump. After that, his, his, you know, this, the Republicans felt like they, they saw someone that they had never seen before. And so when Vivek did that and got booed, it very much reminded me of like a scary type of Trump. Yeah, and that actually is a really good point and i actually haven't thought about it until now where like vivek is kind of 2016 trump in these debates he's saying like the most extreme stuff he's resonating with a certain base in the republicans and i think that if donald trump didn't still have a grip on the republican party he would be in a very good position to be the nominee yeah it'd be vivek you know i think it might be vivek um anyway go ahead sir no no i mean dude did, do you have something you want to say? No, no, you can go. You got it. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I think, like, the other scary part about Vivek is, like, there is still an opportunity for him, right? In, in some polls, yeah. he's second. And in reality, if, you know, Trump doesn't run for some reason, then it is Vivek. Unless Ron DeSantis can learn how to run a campaign, which he doesn't <laughs> seem to be able to right now. But Yeah. Well, um, I, I think that um, – I think that – at the end of the day, Vivek still faces some hurdles. So, you know, he he obviously resonates with some with a base, a certain amount of people in the Republican Party. Um, you know, he's saying these extreme things and kind of riling up those people. But, you know, Vivek is inexperienced. Even Chris Christie called him an amateur on the stage. And um, he even has dabbled in 9-11 conspiracies. Right. Um, and I think that if it ever got to a general election, 
I'm sure Vivek has some skeletons in his, skeletons in his closet that you know people haven't really paid attention to because you know nobody really cares about him. Nobody's going to pour money into opposition research on someone who's third when the guy's right. like the other guy's like sixty points ahead of him. Um, so I think that it might not be as, as easy for Vivek as some people believe it to be. But just him being like, yeah, the climate agenda is a hoax. You know, it's all it's all fake. Is like, That's it's just crazy. an extension of the yeah. the extremism of the, of the Republican Party where they're just denying science, they're denying facts. I mean, look. We have these awful wildfires in, in, in Hawaii and in Maui specifically. I just there's just an, another was, was excuse me another uh, evacuation of people in uh, West Maui today due to another bushfire and it's spreading. Uh, corals being bleached off the coast of Florida due to high ocean temperatures. People describe it as a hot, like similar to a hot tub, right? Uh, Canadian wildfires blowing smoke and ash. I, I'm, I'm in New York, so I, I, I saw some smoke and ash near me. Um, you know, all these climate events are happening and it's really dangerous and it's killing people. It's hurting a lot of people. And, you know, Vivek is just up there just being like, yeah, it's all fake. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's frustrating, man. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's, 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 I completely agree with the fact that it's just an extension of, you know, it's not just a Vivek thing. At some level, every single candidate on that stage is dabbling in something like Vivek just said. And, you know, what's funny is, because Trump has such a, a grasp on this party, I'm seeing it now, like the the fringe right people who are already turning on Vivek because I joke with people all the time, you never get in bed with MAGA. You never mm. get in bed or you will get burned every single time. And so now there's people looking into that his history. Like you said, he went to Harvard and he had a scholarship and people are like there's right wing people right now who are saying his scholarship was, quote unquote, Soros funded, which not only is like extremely anti-Semitic, whatever, but it just proves that like you play with MAGA, like you try to get in this like because I, I know Vivek like half the shit he's saying up there, he doesn't even believe, but he's trying to. You're trying to get in bed with MAGA, you're going to get burned because if it's not Trump, they don't want to hear it because they're a cult, and so it's it's crazy. And and, and yeah, yeah, go sorry, go ahead. No, I, what I was just going to say about about Vivek is that you know he slammed Trump in a previous book he wrote. He slammed Trump. He slammed MAGA. And you know he now he's running this presidential race, and as you're saying, he's, he's he's up there saying things that well, you know, he doesn't actually believe, and he's complimenting Trump in this debate. He said that Donald Trump was the best president in the 21st century. All this bullshit, right? Um, but he's he's previously slammed MAGA, and now people are like starting to dig that up and be like, yeah, like you 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 hated Donald Trump and the MAGA movement just like a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. So I don't know. They're all just a bunch of frauds, and Vivek is just one of them, you know? Um, right. Exactly. It's it's a it's truly like when you start to get deep into it and then we'll go to the next clip but it's it's um it's a disgrace to this country like at a fundamental level it's such a disgrace to this country that so many of those people whether right now it's congressmen and women it's people on fox news it's people on newsmax there's a large section of them who don't believe any of what they say they're like you know tim scott or uh actually i can name so many but you know, they sit up there and they say, you know, the the DOJ is coming after. They don't believe any of this. They don't. And and it's and they have to do it because if they didn't, they wouldn't have a job. Um, but it's truly one of the most disgraceful things you can do as as an American with a voice, with with some level of influence in politics to, to say things like that is just it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I mean, and I think that, you know, we, we don't we're not talking about that specifically today, although. A lot of candidates in the debate, um, you know, echoed a similar claim that the DOJ is targeting Trump. You know, and this it's a politicization, politi, politi you know, I'm just you just get it of the DOJ. <laughs> you guys get Polit, it. Politic, po <laughs> yes, po okay. Paul, Paul, politic, Paul. 
you know what? It, you're, you know, wow, you're wow, right. Actually, it. fuck, it's dude. all right. Yeah, right? It's all right. It. We're, hey, we'll yeah. just clip it. No, but you, you get it. Like the the um, you know, it's a Biden DOJ targeting Trump, um, and and they echo these claims. And a lot of those people up there are lawyers. You know, a lot yeah. of those people have law degrees, and they know for a fact that that's not happening. And I know a lot of them have read some of those indictments, and they're sitting there like, "What the fuck?" I would just right? love. I just I would just love a deep dive on these people. Ugh. The cabinets and some of the some of like the some of like Trump's lawyers and all these people just sitting there like oh my god this is crazy what the fuck but anyway yeah anyway sorry uh, all right we're gonna get to no, the next clip but you yeah. know we 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 know that anyway point is we know that these Republicans especially elected Republicans not the MAGA base because they believe two plus two equals five if Trump says says it is um, but uh, I know that some of these elected Republicans who are lawyers who know the, the legal system have practiced even. They're looking at these indictments like, holy shit. But anyway, we're not going to talk about Trump. Let's go to the next clip, which is, wow. It's about abortion, ladies and gentlemen. Let's and it's it. a little bit of a, of a compilation of you know, things that a bunch of different candidates have said about uh, the issue of abortion. So let's just dive let's right in. Let's do it. Let's say it. I'm a pro-life governor. I'm a pro-life governor. I am unapologetically pro-life. An abortion cannot be allowed. I am 100% pro-life. I signed 30 pro-life pieces of legislation while I was governor. I was proud to sign the heartbeat bill. Yeah, so again, <sighs> I think like, first of all, it, it goes into this idea that, you know, we, we it's it, it's fun. It's interesting to talk about, you know, this person's surging, this person fell flat, this person did this. But at the end of the day, it, you know, some of these clips are showing that the, the, the Republican Party as a whole, at, at some level, has a core set of beliefs. Climate change isn't real. Um, Gen Z is. Well, I don't even have to talk about Gen Z. Climate change isn't real. Uh, we need more guns, less gun reform. Um, we need, you know, abortion isn't a isn't a right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all the same, and it's crazy um, because what they're saying up there, being pro life, they're not pro life. I mean, it, and and Americans know it. Um, this is not an issue that is is popular amongst americans um to to say we want a 15-week abortion ban the heartbeat bill is six weeks i mean that's disgusting it's truly yeah. disgusting no and i i think like one of the things that always is very frustrating for me and i think uh, other americans is that you know there are so many republicans out there who have had you know their partners or even them themselves get the procedure get an abortion done right and it's just so frustrating. There's even allegations that Donald Trump has paid for three of them. And the only reason I'm saying this is because they believe in rules for thee but not for me. Right. right? You know, I bet you any money I put my I put money on it that if DeSantis or Tim Scott or Chris Christie or any of these Republicans up there who are saying I'm unapologetically pro life, if they had a daughter, God forbid, God forbid, get assaulted and they became pregnant, I'm so confident they would get yeah. that their daughter that procedure they would go for the care that is necessary for them right they would do that because they're parents they care about their kid so if their kid was assaulted like i'm not gonna make you have your assaulter's baby i would hope not but they and it's just so frustrating because a lot of these people don't actually believe in these 15-week abortion these six-week abortion bans they're not actually pro-life if it came to them and how many republicans have we seen exposed in the media for you know their family or themselves getting getting the procedure done but it's just whole this it's just when it comes to abortion especially not only are they trying to infringe on women's rights but it's always 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 rules for thee but not for me that's that's very that dude that's extremely well said and that's like incredibly deep because you're right you're absolutely right 
Um, and it just shows like, again, as a whole, it's just disingenuous. It's so disingenuous. I think that's like an incredible point. Um, and as I've talked about, you know, extensively on TikTok, this is an issue. This is like, um, <coughs> one of the issues I'm most passionate about is abortion because, you know, you'll, um, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's a fundamental constitutional right that women have in this country to get an abortion. They often feel stuck. They feel hopeless. Um, and an extension of that is you continue to see health outcomes get worse. I, I, I did a, you know, we continue to see like the, the United States already, our maternal death rate. We have, uh, um, amongst countries similar to us, like G7 countries, our maternal death rate is extremely high. Um, we don't have good health care for, for pregnant women in this country. Um, in states that have outlawed or have like totally outlawed abortion, maternal death rates are skyrocketing. I just did a story um, on TikTok of a – this was one of the hardest videos I ever had to film, truly. A 7-year-old – I'm sorry, 13. not 7-year-old. 13, thank you. She was I think in so. seven. I think there's 13. She, yeah, 13. She was in here, seven. Let me, I got this right here. Yeah. What do you mean? Let me, let me, let me, um, let me actually pull up the story for you guys. People are watching on YouTube. Can you guys see this? Yeah, yeah I can see it. Yeah. So that's, this yeah, so is, this the, is the, the time. This is the time article. The reason I said seven is because she's in seventh grade. I'm sorry. So 13 years old. This is Ashley. Yeah. I made a video about this. Well, her name, you know, for privacy reasons, her name's Ashley, I believe Mississippi. And she was assaulted in her backyard she was raped in her backyard like her mom fuck dude this is here you go i know it's, I mean, it's, it's fucking it, this is really it's tough fucking now. disgusting she was someone grabbed her watching her play in the backyard pulled her around the corner raped her obviously as a 13 year old um you know at this time she, at the time she might have been 12 yeah as the article says she was yeah 12 she didn't really understand obviously you can't fucking blame the kid like what the fuck um so you know, her mom kind of noticed that something was off with her over the coming weeks. Um, but could, you know, Ashley wouldn't say what it was. Um, and you can read right there when she turned 13 that November, she wasn't in the mood to celebrate. She said, quote, it hurt. She was crying in her room. I asked what was wrong. She said she didn't want to tell me. Um, and, and so they end up eventually, you know, as time goes on January, she gets very sick. The kid gets, you know, the Ashley gets very sick, starts throwing up a lot. They go to the doctor um, you can see right there. That's when they found out Ashley was pregnant. Um, and again, like as as a as a as a kid, you know, it's really hard to swallow. I think some of the like nuance of this is um, is is through those months. You know, they found out how many weeks. Um, they I think they found out she was twelve weeks pregnant. Um, and through those eleven to twelve weeks, she was showing symptoms. But and this is like what fuck, dude. This is what fucks me up so bad. Like as as the kid, as Ashley, like she didn't understand what was going on so it's like not only was obviously she traumatized she she didn't tell her parents she she probably just didn't understand and she didn't know it was possible to get pregnant and so anyway they they take her um to to get to they find out she's pregnant at 11 or 12 weeks and here's the thing you know it says right there mississippi enacted a ban on most abortions at 15 weeks now this is the two things people don't understand number one there is the Mississippi is very strict. There is a there you can um, there is a um, what's the word? I'm sorry. Mississippi is very strict. So there is a there there is exceptions for rape and incest. The problem is nobody even understands how that would work. Those were those hypotheticals right now are or those those um, exceptions are all hypothetical. So like 
you know, hypothetically, if you get raped, you can get an exception, but no one knows. There's no clear in the law a process on how to get that exception. So, uh, you know, like you can there's been two in, in the state so far, too. You have to get like written, you know, approval through X, Y, and Z, which yeah. is so dumb. And the other thing that's crazy is if you are raped and you are and you can get an exception for an abortion, the thing is, it can actually be denied for any reason. There's no, there's no, there's. You have to prove that you were raped. Like even if you do, like a lot, of, and this is like an, again an issue. I am uh, rape and assault is something that I like. Um, I've talked to a lot of women about, and and it it like. Especially in the last year, I've realized how, you know, as a college kid, how common it is. Um, and it's really messed with my head. It's a really fucked up issue that we do not do enough about. Um, so many women experience this, and it's so heartbreaking. Um, and obviously, a lot of them don't go to the police if they are raped or assaulted. It's, it's, and, and I don't fucking, like... And anyone who's – I'm not even going to get into that whole thing. But obviously, of course, like if you just use one brain cell or do some research, of course, this is the most traumatizing thing you can go through. One of the most traumatizing things, like you're not going to go to the police. You know, you're, 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 you're just trying your best to survive. And, and, you know, if you've been touched by this issue, I'm proud of you for surviving. That's what matters. Um, you, you, anyways. But, you know, you have to actually prove that you got raped. So if you didn't, if you didn't go to the police – they're like they might not grant exception. The second part of this is that not only you know is the exception hypothetical. Even if you get an exception for rape, there is no abortion providers left in Mississippi because how are you you know as as a as a, as a you know you open an abortion clinic maybe you're a nonprofit you can't make any money you can't pay the doctors because no one's getting abortions because nobody can. So in this story. Um, Normally, her abortion clinic, her nearest abortion clinic would be an hour and a half away in Mississippi. It was in Chicago, which is extremely far from Mississippi. Um, and so she had a full-time job, um, and she realized she didn't have money to, to stay there and pay for the procedure. And, of course, even the mom said in the Time article, um, you know, as Harry has it up, she'd have to pay for gas, food, and a place to stay, not to mention the cost of the abortion, abortion itself. The mom said, quote, I don't have the funds for this. Um, and of course, the mom wanted to do what was best. You know, you shout it. You know, I, I feel absolutely fucking god awful because I know she wanted nothing more than to go to Chicago. But anyway, I'm sorry for going on and on. Um, no, no, you're good, bro. Keep Ashley, going. Ashley ended up having the baby. She, um, she stayed yeah. home for her sixth grade year as as it became more obvious. Um, yeah, so Ashley did what what girls with no other options do. She did nothing. Um, she stayed home for the rest of her sixth grade year as it became clear she was pregnant and they didn't want people at school to find out. Uh, and she's, she just delivered her baby and she started seventh grade about two weeks ago. So this is a type of effect that quote unquote having being pro-life has on America and Harry, I'll let you talk. I'm sorry for going on. No, no, dude, you, you hit the nail on the head with a lot of these things. Um, you know, (sighs) Man, bro, this is this story. I mean, this story is just really tough. And the problem is, it's not the only one, right? Um, you know, this is what's so frustrating about hearing these these topics in the debate, right? You have the overwhelming majority of Americans are pro-choice. Um, you see stories like this. You see women having these medical complications across the United States because these Republican states enact these abortion bans, which are very strict, and doctors do not know if they can legally perform these procedures. So women are either being temporarily damaged or permanently damaged, their reproductive organs are being. And then you have these Republican candidates in the debate saying, 
yeah, no, I'm pro-life. Um, you know, I've signed this many, uh, this amount of pro-life legislation. You know, Tim Scott said in a different interview that he, if he was president, he would sign the most conservative pro-life legislation possible. You had Donald Trump saying that there should be punishment for women who receive the care. Um, and then, you know, obviously stories like this where you have a 12-year-old at the time, 13 now, having a baby, becoming a mother – and not wanting to have – obviously not wanting that to happen and then having the, the closest abortion clinic being Chicago, costing probably thousands upon thousands of dollars that these, these – this family unfortunately did not have and they're stuck, right? They're stuck. They can't just – like they can't just produce money, right, and go, and go get this procedure. It's just so frustrating to see all these Republicans um, just completely deny reality, the reality for so many women – now, so many women who are in, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, these kind of southern states, Georgia, you're there, Georgia, Florida, are, oh man, it's they they just can't yeah. get the care they need, and we're seeing stories yeah. like this. It's just so no, difficult. Man. I I agree. There's there's uh, there's actually a time, or I'm sorry, new. Uh, I think it's New York Times. Somebody wrote uh, a couple. Uh, maybe it's been a year or two now. It, it's titled "The Realities of Post Roe America." And she does a deep dive on a couple or a lot, not a couple of issues that like real life stories of people of the, the consequences that this is that, you know, um, not having Roe v. Wade is having uh, and being, quote unquote, pro-life. I did a video on this as well. Um, you know, there's so many stories of women, you know, like Carrie said, doctors don't know if they can operate. Women are going to, you know, I read uh, I've read these are a couple stories I've read. Um, a woman found out her baby had a very rare condition, missing the top of, or I should say uh, the fetus was missing the top of its skull. It would not survive. And she was told, there's nothing we can do. Your life's not at risk. Uh, you're going to carry the fetus that will not make it and will die. You're going to carry it to term. If you get sick, if you get sepsis, you can come back when you're close to death. A lot of women have been told, you know, in, in, in uh, ectopic pregnancies where there's a high risk of infection, we, you, we have to wait till it ruptures. We can't, we're not allowed to operate on you until your life's at risk. One woman was told not to come back unless she had something as severe as liver failure, stroke, or sepsis. There was one woman who had a miscarriage and bled on her own in her home for nine days. Nine days. These are not stories that are told enough. I, I really appreciate the work that some of these reporters do, but like that's the reality of post-Roe America. That's the reality. It's not just like I know Republicans want to make it seem like it's just you know I'm 21. You know I I had sex. I got to go pregnant. Oh no, I want to you know get an abortion. Bro, that is not what the fuck we're talking about here. We're talking yeah. about real like real life, you know, women facing horrible horrible conditions. Like I just said, like. Come back when you have sepsis. Come back when you're about to die. You have an ectopic pregnancy. Sorry, we have to wait till it ruptures. Your your fetus doesn't have a skull. Yeah, 100% gonna die, but you have to carry it. And if you get an infection, sorry. I mean, it's just disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's so insane that we're at this point in American history, and I, it, it's just hard to grasp. But in that in 2023, when we have all this data, all this science. Um, from around the world, even the WHO, you know, uh, the, these global medical organizations endorse having reproductive uh, health care uh, accessible to women of all income brackets, right? Making it accessible as, po as accessible as possible. They say that uh, having the ability to get an abortion is crucial to the um, quality of life for women. 
right? So all these major medical organizations are endor- endorsing having abortions accessible, whether you want to get one or not. You don't have to get one, but just having them there. And, and you know, Republicans are like, no, no, no. We want women to continue to bleed out on the operating on the, table. On the table. And as Chris said, and I just want to quickly pull up something uh, while we're talking about this and, and do it just a, a quick comparison for everybody here. This is why, you know, this is, and for the people listening, um, I'll describe it. Uh, this is an, an executive order, and it's, it's a fact sheet that President Biden, um, about, a, about an executive order that President Biden signed in July of 2022. So, you know, pretty much a week or two after Roe v. Wade was overturned. And the Biden administration has continued to protect reproductive freedoms, whether it's in this executive order, it protects access to medication abortions, ensure emergency medical care, protect access to contraception, launch outreach and public education efforts, convene volunteer lawyers. It also protects patient privacy and access to accurate information because there's so much disinformation and misinformation when it comes to reproductive health care, promotes safety and security. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm pulling this up for everybody is that it shows you the difference in 2024. Right, it's not just a battle of Trump v. Biden, because and that and that's important, but it shows you how we have an administration right now who's working to protect the rights of women and their reproductive freedoms, versus Donald Trump, who is the front runner and likely the nominee, who said that women should be punished if they get an abortion. Right. And this comparison is really, really important. And the Biden administration, excuse me, the Biden campaign just launched a brand new ad talking about how. All these Republican presidential candidates want to take away that right. They want to make it harder. So when you're voting in 2024, you know, don't listen to I, I want to, you know, keep abortion in the back of your minds. Keep the reproductive freedom in the back of your minds because you're you're going to hear all these noise. And as Chris said, you're going to hear all this noise from Republicans that it's just like 20 year olds, 21 year old teenagers who are having sex and then getting pregnant. And they just want to, you know, they want to abort it because they can't. They don't want to take care of it. They don't want the responsibility. It's like no, 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 no. No, yeah. women are getting raped. Uh, women are experiencing medical complications, and they literally can't get the care they need. They, some of them, yeah. you, they could fucking die, right? Yeah, right, exactly. And thank you for pulling up the White House stuff because I think that's in a really important comparison. A lot of these issues just compare, just compare and contrast what the Biden administration does compared to all, what all these Republicans say. And first of all, for the record, like not only are women, you know, experiencing horrible conditions, being assaulted, all this. Uh, if you're a woman in this country. Uh, and and you're 21 or 22 or 30 or I don't care how old you are and you go out and you have a good time and you get pregnant actually uh, you know regardless of all that you have a constitutional right to an abortion yeah. just period yeah. just straight up period it's not Absolutely. like even, that's what pisses me off the most like A not only are Republicans saying like oh it's only you know young kids getting pregnant and they don't want the responsibility not only is that not true but um, I just you know want to look at you and be like okay you know, that is that's their constitutional fundamental right as women. And the fact that you would take that away is so disgusting. Oh, yeah. And I just I just want to say real quickly, um, you know, and and I, uh, I'll, I, I won't pull it up, um, but I just want to say it in general. Uh, the, the 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 Department of Justice has said that they will do work to try to make sure that, um, you know, the the two there's there's been some fights in the legal system about whether abor- uh, abortion pills are, are mm. legal and where you can get them. Uh, and that's, that's currently the, the most popular way to get an abortion after a lot of these um, clinics were outlawed is, is, you know, 70% of abortions are now, are now medically induced. Um, or like, I'm sorry, like, uh, an, like they're at-home abortions induced by a pill. I hope I'm saying that right. 
But um, a lot of these states right now are behind are behind on regulating. Like a lot of these states that have banned are, are they don't understand how to. You know, you can't search through the mail. Um, it's 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 like in some of them, it's like it's the law is complicated. So essentially, there's this gray area right now that has not been fixed. Um, and so just to let everybody know, you know, as as uh, I'm not telling you to do anything illegal i'm not telling you to do anything wrong i'm not i'm telling you <laughs> that it is possible to get abortion pills online there's there's uh just as an educational resource there's a website called aid access they're uh overseas they ship uh pills from like uh from doctors in sweden and finland europe uh they will debate they will at, not debate i'm sorry they will actually negotiate with you on on price so like if you're like you know they might be it's it's not very expensive they might be 70 80 100 you can say hey i'm kind of behind can we do 50 and they'll work with you aid access is one plan c is another just an educational resource like i check it out i'm not telling you to do anything that you shouldn't do um i'm not telling you to break the law i'm not telling you to you know have an abortion or commit a felony i'm just saying if you're interested in you know being educated as an american and how some of this works you can check out those websites and uh they're great to look at <laughs> yeah i like that yeah no definitely definitely go go check those out for educational purposes we're not encouraging a crime of any sorts we're just saying go check them out and I'm you know not. you do what you will and i also think you made a good point before that um as well um regarding the abortions it's like it's not just you know it's not just women who are assaulted and women who have medical complications it's also like as you said you know you and i are you're 21 i'm 20 you know we're in this age group where you know if you're in college you're a girl you go out you have a good time um you know six weeks eight ten weeks whatever later you realize you're pregnant and you want to get an abortion you're 21 right you're 21 you don't want to have a kid at 21 you're still in college right fine Great, go yeah, do it. Fine. You know, that's yeah, perfectly like, okay with me. And that, and like, right, that's exactly. that's a crazy thing. It's like Republicans are like, oh, you you, you had an accident, you got you got pregnant. Oh, uh, sorry, you're gonna have to. No, who the fuck would make a 21 year old? Who the fuck thinks it's okay to force a 21 year old woman to to give birth while she's in the yeah. middle of receiving her education? Or call? Or exactly. at any age, and at it, any and age. It, and it's just like it's also disgusting, like the misogyny, in my opinion, too. When Republicans try to bring up that mm. point, when they're like, they're like. Oh, like, like, uh, women are just using this, like young women, like we're in college, like 2021, they're just using this as like a form of birth control. They're just going out and having sex and they don't want to have the responsibility. Fuck you. Like, you yeah, like, yourself. like, do you like, have you never sat for one second to think about like how traumatizing it is, even if you are pro-choice, how traumatizing it is to like get pregnant and then have to make that decision and go get the procedure and spend the money. Like that is a very big experience that is traumatizing, whether you're pro-choice or not for, so for Republicans to suggest that like, oh, they choose that as a form of birth control. Like they're all just sleeping around. They don't give a fuck. No, this is still a very intense issue, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice. You have a right to do it. And so to even suggest that it's like an easy thing to do is just – it's disgusting. And, and the fact that – and you make a good point. It's like I – I don't know if you know anybody like this, but I actually know women who I'm friends with who have had abortions. Mm -hmm. Now, they didn't go – they didn't go to – I, I don't know any women that, that have gone to the actual – like a Planned Parenthood and received it. They all got uh, abortions via the pill. Mm -hmm. And what Republicans don't understand about when you take the pill is it's not just like you take it and it's done. Yeah. No, it like – it can alter your body. It can alter your hormones for a significant amount of time. It can make you gain weight. All these different things. It can have all these different effects yeah, on your it's, body. It's not it's just a, like a one and done. No, it's like right. it, it has an effect it's, on you, and it's, nobody's it's a, using that as birth control. Right. It's a very. It's like a yeah. Like you said, uh, via the pill. Um, it's very intense. It's intense. 
your hormones are going to be out of whack for a long time. It's, 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 it's really, I'm sure it doesn't feel good. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Regardless, just to suggest that like any of this is easy, it's just disgusting. And I, and like you said, I think Americans should keep that in mind because Biden is like Harry just pulled up the White House website. You know, Biden is is fighting, and Democrats are fighting to make sure that this issue, um, you know, we can we can, you know, uh, give women access to to abortion care if they're you know in a place where it's it's outlawed and and do our best. And also, you know, if you vote the right way in twenty twenty four, it's it's something that can be codified. It's something yeah. that can be written, and I know, yeah, I won't even get into that, but um, yeah, it's it's something that we we can do something about. So, yeah, and and last thing I'll say on this, and then if you have anything else, we can I'll let you say, and then we can move on. But because I know we're going on on this topic yeah, for a long are. time, it's a, but it's an it's a it's, a, it's, it's an important an, it's a, topic. Yeah, but in twenty twenty four, you know, there I'm sure there are people listening who don't fully agree with me or Chris. Um, they may be on the other side of the aisle, but when it comes to twenty twenty four. I know a lot of people aren't fans of Biden. They don't agree with Biden. But the one thing I can promise you about President Biden is that if there are openings in the courts, on the Supreme Court, in lower courts, Biden's going to fill them with judges who are pro-choice. Right. So let's just say Clarence Thomas and Justice Alito, who are in their 70s, retire. Or even Justice Roberts, who's been on the court for 15 years, Chief Justice Roberts. Biden's going to appoint someone who's pro-choice. And the minute, the minute we have even a 5-4 or, or even – a 5-4 minority or majority, depending on who retires, there will be a lawsuit against these abortion bans, and it's going to go all the way up to the Supreme Court because uh, it only takes four justices to rule on a case, or take it up at least, and they are going to reinstall the protections that we've had. It's going to be a little blip in history if we continue to elect Democratic presidents who appoint pro-choice judges, judges who actually follow the law to the bench. So in 2024, exactly. you don't have to like Biden. You don't have to agree with everything he's done. You could say you could say this or that about Biden. But remember, the presidency is not just the person in it. They will they affect so much. And I exactly. think a way we can get back Roe v. Wade and, and the protections we had previously are through judges. Um, and the only way to do that yeah. is appointing liberal and, ones. And, so. and again, I think that's really well said. You often like uh, I appreciate you doing the you know comparing and the the you know connecting it to 2024 because you're right. Not only is it ridiculous and sad, there's there's a solution. So yeah, and no, and uh, I think like it's it's one thing you know we can sit here and discuss and be mad about it, but we gotta we gotta do something. Like we like, right. the, the people we got you know. I just hope that everybody's energized on this issue that we can we can get out there and we can and we because we can we can solve this. We can solve this in 2024. We can. Salt, right. Anyway, sorry, man. Exactly. No, you're fine. Um, what's next? All right. So the next the next clip we have, uh, and so this one is gonna have we're gonna describe this ahead of time for the listeners because this is more of a visual clip. But we have a horizontal clip with captions and everything. It's all fancy. Um, uh, the, the candidates super, were asked super super fancy, <laughs> super fancy. People say um, how fancy? I say the fanciest. <laughs> so so, so fancy, folks. Um, and the, the candidates were asked, uh, would they still support Donald Trump? If he were convicted of a felony uh, in 2024, if he were convicted, would they still support them, him as their nominee? So let's just take a look at this, man. Let's watch let's this. If former President Trump is convicted in let's a court see. of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? And they literally all raise their hand, I believe, except Asa Hutchinson on the yeah, far left. Asa Hutchinson, right. Yeah. Um, so, 
I mean, yeah, they all of them raise their hand. The crowd goes wild. I mean, like we said, we, we could talk about Trump extensively. I think this one will be fairly short. Um, yeah, that wasn't a question about, you know, if he's indicted. That was a question about if he's convicted. If he is convicted and, and, and of, of however many felonies, however many counts, would you still support him? The Republican Party says yes. The party of law and order, folks. Just remember, the Republican Party is the party of law and order. There just is an asterisk. It only applies to black people in major cities. It doesn't really apply to like rich white dudes. Because if you're convicted of a of a felony, it's just no. It's fine. You, we we're, we'll support you as president, even when the grand jury slams you, even when it's a grand jury of your peers. You know, it's unbelievable. It's so no. It's it's so frustrating, and it's like. When I saw that clip, and excuse my language, but when I saw that clip, I thought, you fucking cowards. You it's fucking it's weaklings. It's you, you, you garbage human beings. I mean, look, there are different moments in, the, in, this, in this debate where people were like, oh, I actually agree with. Like, for example, when Nikki Haley was like, yeah, we should come to a compromise on abortion. Or when Chris Christie called uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy chat GBT, right? You know, different, different moments where you know, your average American might be like, well, yeah, I, I can get behind that, sure. Just remember this moment and the moment on, on abortion, on the moment on climate change. Don't get wrapped up in all the noise. They're willing to support a convicted felon. Reminder of the charges. He's being accused of falsifying business records, stealing classified documents, then lying about having those documents, then hiding those documents in his bathroom, then trying to destroy the evidence of having those documents. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, entering it. Wait. Entering into a criminal conspiracy to defraud the United States of America. RICO charges. All these things. And the Republicans are like, yeah, like, that sounds good. What? Yeah, and, and again, comparing and contrasting. Look, if you don't like, uh, if you don't maybe don't support Biden as much as Harry and I do, that's totally okay. But just remember, when we compare and contrast these things, climate change. Republicans, I made a video about this. They have a 400-page document on how they will literally turn back the clock 50 years. This is not just like, oh, we're going to erase some of the climate progress we've made so far. No, this is like we are going to purposely go backwards we are going to get rid of renewable energy we are going to burn more coal burn more fossil fuels they have a whole page republicans are united about this whether it's trump whether it's ramaswamy whether it's desantis they are prepared to take us back 40 years we we and and just comparing president biden you you may say he's not perfect okay well he's invested in the inflation reduction act alone 370 billion dollars in climate change we have companies right now i know people who are working right now to take co2 from some of these huge plants these these you know producing whatever take the co2 and pump it 5,000 feet underground that's the that and that's like directly you know revolving around the administration and some of these policies we're moving forward, regardless of how much you agree, how fast. We're moving forward on climate change right now. Republicans are ready to take us, as united as a whole, ready to take us 30 years back. We need to, you know, drill more oil. We need to burn more coal. You go to abortion, right? We just showed. The White House is, is prepared as much as they legally can at, at, through executive order to, to, to protect women's rights to an abortion. Republicans united as a whole to do something different about it. And then you go to an issue... Um, like Trump and and they are prepared as as the Republican Party to all united support the guy convicted of felony 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 RICO charges stealing classified documents compare and contrast Biden is not involving himself in DOJ matters he's not involving himself in legal matters he has taken us back to sanity when he is asked every single time how do you feel about these investigations against Trump specifically federally how do you feel about the DOJ's investigation in Trump? How do you feel about the DOJ's charges? He said, 
That has nothing to do with me. Let the DOJ do their job. He is taking us back to sanity, and whether you like him or not, he has not been charged with 91 felonies. In fact, he's not been charged with a single felony. He's not been charged with a misdemeanor. There is no – he has not been impeached. I mean, you don't have to love the guy, but there is a clear choice between democracy, freedom, and moving us forward as a country and moving us way backwards. Yeah, and I actually think that's perfectly said. And, you know, I think what this – the main theme for me that this debate brought to mind when I was watching it, and I think for a lot of Americans, is just the comparison, as you said. Any of these people would be a significantly worse president than Joe Biden. All of those people have less moral, they have less values, they have less commitment, they have less dignity, respect, all of these things. All of them. All, you know, the overall majority of those candidates are like, yeah, they are so – just think about it. Again, we, we are very confident that a lot of those candidates on the stage know that Donald Trump is fucked, right? That these indictments are serious, that Donald Trump acted badly, that he broke the law. I think they would agree. And they are on the stage lying to the American people, putting up their hands saying, oh, I think Trump is great. And even if they're not, let's just say they don't believe it. That might be even worse. That they're like, yeah, we know yep. Donald Trump is being indicted on in all these things, and he did all these things, and there's substantial evidence. We just don't care. We love the guy. Right. Look, exactly. the comparison's clear, and I don't want to harp too much on yeah. Donald Trump because no, it gets I, both of us really heated. It, but, it does, um, right, exactly. But you know. no, I, I mean, I think that's well said, and I think the comparison is um, is valid. And like you and I have talked about, we're moving here toward constitutional crisis if, if we continue to support a felon for 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 president so do we have a do we have the um dinky haley clip we do have one we have one final clip folks and in this clip uh republican presidential candidate nikki haley almost makes a case for president biden's re-election i thought this one was uh was interesting let's let's take a listen here Positioned to turn around this economy that we've heard all of these voters talking about tonight. Then Mr. Ramaswamy, who is a successful entrepreneur nationally right now, he's beating you in the polls. Well, I don't care about polls. What I care about the fact is that no one is telling the American people the truth. The truth is that Biden didn't do this to us. Our Republicans did this to us, too. When they passed that $2.2 trillion COVID stimulus bill, they left us with 90 million people on Medicaid, 42 million people on food stamps. No one has told you how to fix it. I'll tell you how to fix it. They need to stop the spending. They need to stop the borrowing. They need to eliminate the earmarks that the Republicans brought back in. And they need to make sure they understand these are taxpayer dollars. It's not their dollars. And while they're all saying this, you have Ron DeSantis, you've got Tim Scott, you've got Mike Pence. They all voted to raise the debt. And Donald Trump added $8 trillion to our debt and our kids are never going to forgive us for this and so at the end of the day you look at the 2024 budget republicans asked for 7.4 billion in earmarks democrats asked for 2.8 billion so you tell me who are the big spenders i think it's time for an accountant in the white house vice president pence okay so first and i just want to before we jump into this Nikki Haley said a lot of crap right there, right? When she's talking about <laughs> yeah. when she's talking about cutting spending, you know, she's basically Medicaid what she means is Medicaid, food Medicare, stamps, food stamps. Yeah. She's like, let's kick, let's make it harder for poor people to eat. That's what Nikki Haley's saying. Right. But what she did say and is correct is that Donald Trump added eight trillion dollars to the debt, and Joe Biden, in his budget that he's proposed, reduces the deficit by three trillion dollars over ten years. So thank you, Nikki Haley, for pointing out that Donald Trump is running up the debt. He ran right. it up. 
with his tax cuts and Biden's doing the opposite. Right. I agree. 100%. I think there's, I think it actually, it might, I think it's like seven point something, but yeah, practically eight trillion is what, is what Trump did. Yeah. Um, Four years. And, and yeah, it just kind of also shows, you know, regardless of even if it was a lot of crap, the infighting here, dude, the infighting between this party is crazy. I mean, the GOP is, is fractured trying to figure out who to blame and, you know, where they go from here because I don't know. I mean, it's just wild. Think about this, bro. Let me ask you a question. Nikki Haley and and Hutchinson were like the most moderate people up there. And that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Is yeah, that not like, crazy? Like, yeah, it was like it was like Doug Burgum or you know yeah. Hutchinson, Christie, and Haley were oh, the most Burgum. moderate, and then yeah. Pence, DeSantis, like, Ramaswamy, like, and Scott. Like, you know. Yeah, like let me ask you a question. Like, where like in this Republican Party, like uh, a, a a veteran war hero patriot. John McCain, dude would be called. This party would call him like a communist. They'd be like, "No, yeah. get the fuck." They out. call him the biggest rhino. And they, I was actually thinking they, about McCain. They call him recently. a Democrat. They just yeah, they call him, him a yeah, Democrat. They call him right? a Democrat. And I, I've been thinking about McCain recently, and kind of like what he would say about this. You know, McCain. You know, Obama spoke at his his, uh, um, his funeral, and Obama made a great point. Like we disagree. You know, we disagree, but at the end of the day, we're both Americans, right? And it's kind of what he said about McCain um, generally. And I just wonder what John McCain would be saying about this Republican field and everything that's happened with Donald Trump. And um, and I wish we can go back to the days and uh, you know where where we had Republicans who were you're not standing up for crap like this. You know they were they were we disagreed with them. We could vehemently disagree, but at the end of the day, we both recognized that we're Americans. Yeah, that's not even exactly. the case anymore yeah, with the exactly. Republican Party. Exactly, and you know that you know the clip. What's the clip of? Um, is that McCain? Who's? What's the clip of? I think it's I think it is McCain. I think it's Obama McCain and someone says Obama is a Muslim. Oh, I right. do you want me to pull that up? Uh no, nah, it's okay. Or you can if you want. Um yeah, no, there's no, like you, a, you, yeah, let's Um if you can pull it up, like if you can find like some yeah, of that, me... I think this like just to end it would summarize this really well of like where we need to go back to is there's a clip of essentially um McCain and Obama are on the campaign trail, it's heating up and a woman at his um at his at his rally, asks a question to McCain, and McCain like shoots back. It's it's actually very powerful. And after you know, if you're young, because I know we're like 2021, maybe we hopefully we have some younger people who watch listen to podcasts as well. I think this will give you a really good summary of like you know where where the country used to be a short time ago and where we are now in terms of politics. Think about right now. Think about before we pull up this clip of of Trump. You know, calling being on a stage and and calling people nasty, disgusting, sons of bitches, you know, just the most awful thing, saying they're horrible people, you know, like X, Y, and Z. Are you good? Can you not pull it up? Or Well, so this is not going to make sense to the viewers, but remember we had to, like, put it in the media. Oh, like we have, yeah. Okay. I'd have to download. I, but listen, but listen, okay. what I, what I, I'll read you. I'll, I'll find it. Um, I'll find you uh, the, the quote in substitute of the video. Um and I'll read this is just an article from ABC Chicago. Um, during an October 10th, 2008 town hall event in Lake Hill, Minnesota, a constituent told McCain that she couldn't trust Obama. The woman called Obama, quote, an Arab, end quote, at the height of the conspiracy movement claiming Obama, who was born in Hawaii, was not a natural born American citizen and therefore ineligible for the presidency. That is a, a conspiracy that Donald Trump has also uh, furthered. Um, and in response, to that woman saying, I can't trust him, he's an Arab. McCain shook his head 
And he said, no, ma'am, he's a decent family man, citizen that I just happen to have disagree with disagreements with on fundamental issues. And that's what this campaign is all about. So instead of buying into the conspiracies, instead of, you know, taking a position that was popular within the conspiracy base and quite frankly popular with people inside that town hall, he, he got somewhat of a negative response when he said that McCain did the right thing. And he yeah, said, and that- no, Obama's a family man. Exactly. And sorry to cut you off, but like, yeah, Mm -hmm. if you have time, guys, after this podcast, you go listen because, you know, Harry, thank you for reading that quote. I appreciate you finding that. Um, But even like when you watch him do it, he shoots back very hard. He's like, no, 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 no. Obama's a good man. Like we're we're friends. We have disagreements, but he's he's a good man. And that's how politics in, in a lot of ways was. And it wasn't perfect. But, you know, now you have just the most disgusting, you know, divisiveness amongst us but especially really the republican party when has joe biden ever gone on stage and said look at this ugly horse face dumb you know bitch that's never happened the republican <laughs> party has turned into this this war of just like oh like obama yeah he's born in another country like he's a horrible man it's not it's not oh we disagree it's like you're you know it's just disgusting so i'd pull up the no, clip. I, I think it's that's a good way to kind I, of end off exactly and, and remind people yeah, and I, and I promise you as we, we get closer to 2024, when we're seeing folks like Obama campaign, President Biden campaign, Gavin Newsom, all these other Democrats who are getting out uh, on the campaign trail, I can promise you that you won't hear a single one of them make racist, homophobic, xenophobic, just overall distasteful claims about Donald Trump and his family. They won't, you know, they won't say that you know, Donald Trump's sons are crack addicts or that they're this or that or make up conspiracies about them. No, they'll – They'll run on policy because Democrats can win on policy. We don't got to take the low blows. Republicans can't win on policy. That's why you see them talking about these conspiracies. But just keep that in mind. That I agree. You know, with that clip and with the Democratic Party today, it's about decency versus garbage. So. Yeah, I agree 100%. Well, what a packed episode now. I think that was really good. What do you think? Yeah, I thought that was good, man. I mean, good some good conversations we kind of talked – talked about a variety of topics which was interesting yeah. unexpected i think it was cool yeah i think it was good well listen guys um before we end off here listen in the comments of this episode there will actually be a google analytics <laughs> form you can fill out i know last week i kind of messed up on that but i have a much better one um it, i really mean a lot if you could just check it out fill it out tell us what you think just to kind of improve the podcast as time goes on um you can catch us anywhere every every week monday 1 p.m wherever you get your podcasts youtube spotify uh pandora iHeartRadio, etc uh remember you can email us questions at cmhs.com um cmhs unplugged i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) questions Questions. at cmhs unplugged.com uh you can email us anytime it'll be in the description of both the spotify apple Podcasts, and the youtube Uh, so you can email us questions and and i think we're going to try to get back to some questions next week um and yeah that's i think that's about it i think it's about it all right guys well have a fantastic monday we really really appreciate you tuning in this week it means a whole lot you guys are the best be safe be easy and we'll see you next week